Okay, time to talk about uh, another scripture that um, causes division uh, with the body of Christ because it just separates the wheat from the tares. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or a covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such one with such a one not to eat with okay let's read the whole thing together therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven neither with leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity of sincerity and truth i wrote unto you an epistle not the company with fornicators yet altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetousness or the extortioners or with idolaters for then must ye must ye needs to go out of the world but now i have written unto you not to keep company of any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or a covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such one no one should eat with for what have i to do with what have i to do to judge them also they are without do not ye judge them that are within but them that are without god judgeth therefore put away from among yourselves the wicked person okay so people will be asking well what is a railer okay and that is a good question. Okay. <clears throat> so it means uh, to revile or scold in harsh, insolent, or abusive language. Okay. Basically, you will see Republican and Democrats you know, going against each other or people who are for uh, Democrats or Republicans, for example, um, they will be harsh with them. Okay. That's basically it. All right. That's basically what a, what a person would be. Am I right? So it says to stay away from a drunken or an extortioner, you know, someone who shakes down a person, um, extortion, you know, loan shark or uh, you know, mafia terms. You should know what that is. Idolater, someone who puts something, you know, either whether you're blatantly worshiping an idol or you're blatantly putting something before God. Um, covetous, someone who lusts after someone else's stuff. Fornicator, you know, you really know what that is. Okay, person who has sex and with somebody else and they're not married. Okay, person is going around having sex, you know, and they're not married. They're having sex with multiple people. Uh, that's fornication. Whoremongering. All right. Now we live in a, a, an era, okay, where um, people like to water things down or just put it to a, you know, well, this was Corinth, you know, and in the city of Corinth, there was very a lot of sexual immorality, but that doesn't mean anything for us today, okay? 
people will try to play that. Okay, when I was looking up this um this Bible verse and I saw an article about it, um, a person was saying, "Well, does being gay always have to be a sin?" Well, once upon a time, so I was like, "Okay," I just hit the X button and delete. You know, you know, bypass that article because we're living in a time where they water things down. Okay, the church is basically in danger. You know, the, the true church, those of us who want to be a part of the remnant, okay? We're going to be an endangered species, okay? Because it will, when you want to stand, when you have to live for Christ, you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to fight. And a lot of times, you know, that means you're going to put a division, okay, between you and them, those who want to be the goats, enemies of the cross, okay? Um, those people, I mean, the Apostle Paul talked about them, okay? Uh, he talked about, you know, he said it in tears, okay? Um, he talked Because he knew their fate. All right. It's basically enemy of the cross is someone who doesn't want to deny themselves and pick up the cross and follow Christ. Okay, that's basically what it is. All right, someone who, you know, basically, like I said, they want to have being a Christian life, but they still want to be gay. They still want to be lesbian. They still want to listen to secular music. They still want to. Um, live us live in their sinful ways. It's not going to work. Okay, it just isn't going to work. And the thing is, people are going to turn on you. Okay, that's just part of the life. People are going to turn on you. Okay, when you become a Christian, it gets to a point that we're not even supposed to eat with people who act this way and claim the name of Christ. Okay, someone says, oh, I am a Christian, but I'm LGBT. I'm a Christian, but I like to get drunk. I'm a Christian, but I like to have premarital sex. I'm Christian, but I'm into polygamy. I am Christian, but I am, you know, I, I am, I'm on, I have the office of pastor, but I am a woman. Okay. And they will boldly disregard the Bible says that only a man, a married man is to have that position of pastor. Okay. Not a not a married woman, a married man. Okay, who could run his household, not a fighter, has a good reputation with the community that he's in. Okay. Those are the type of people we have to uh <clears throat> you'll be at war against. Not even to eat with them. And these people will be in your own family. All right. Now you can read about the uh, the verse enemies of the cross in Philippians chapter three, verse 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that there are enemies of the cross of Christ. OK, usually it isn't the knowledge that Christ was crucified for us on Calvary that people are enemies of. 
The truth is that I become an enemy of the cross if I won't take up my cross and crucify my own flesh with its passions and desires. That is, if I myself am not willing to be crucified with him. Galatians chapter 5, verses 24. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Jesus said that I am that I am to daily bear the cross. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. To be crucified with him means denying myself and giving up my own will, my own lusts and desires. I may be readily willing to agree that Christ died for me on the cross, but do I acknowledge that I too must die a death to the lust of the flesh? Okay. Who are the enemies of the cross? If I am not willing to crucify my own passions and desires, then I will be counted among those who are enemies of the cross of Christ. But why would I not, not be willing to give these things up? I must be because it must be because I still have the desire of the things of the, this world. Paul writes about such people whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Philippians chapter three, verse 19. If I want to live for myself, fulfilling the lust of the flesh, then I quite naturally become an enemy of the cross because the purpose of the cross is to crucify self-life, my own will, my ego, my lust. Okay. That's basically what it is. And um, that is basically what comes with it. Okay. And you're going to be separated from people by living a life for Christ, which is not pretty and pleasant. And he will cause you to call, you will, you know, you'll be moved to move away from certain people who are going, who are living a life that's contrary to him. That's just it. It will take a lot, you know, I'll just put it that way. A lot of people aren't going to heaven. A lot of people will hate this message. People will struggle. Okay. People will not want to uh, deal with the fact that they can't even eat with people who they love as their friends because they value that friendship more than Christ. And that's just it. In the Christian faith, you may have very few friends, very few, and it will cost you. It will cost you to be a true Christian. It will cost you to be willing to grow. It will cost you willing to die. Um, to Christ, I'm human. Sometimes I struggle with this too, but what are you going to do? Do you want to die with them in hell or do you, what do you want to do? This life isn't for everyone. That's it. That's I've read the Bible, reading it more and more. You understand this life isn't for everyone. It's only for those who want to be living for Christ. And it will cost you. It will bring frustration. You'll even sometimes want to curse Christ out. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Because Christ is not going to change. So you have a choice. He's not going to fight your free. He's not going to fight your will. 
he said in the last in the last chapter of Revelation, he who is holy, let him be holy still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He gives you a choice. He gives me a choice. You don't have to follow me, but you are going to be judged and condemned for not following me. That's just the honest truth. Okay? That's just the honest truth. There is no way around that. And in these end times, things are going to get harder and harder to live. It's going to get harder to make a living. It's going to be harder to find food to eat. It's going to be harder. And you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice. Okay? You can't even eat with people. And they may have food for you. But you can't eat with them. Because of the way they are against Christ. You know, hey, they may even not even want to give you food because you live for Christ, because you still hold on to the truth, because you, you're willing to live for Christ and even share food with others. Because you're willing to live for Christ, you may even the fact that you may cause people to be harmed because you true choose to live for Jesus, you choose to deny yourself. And it may cost people things because of you. And they'll throw you out of the, their group. Out of their love feasts. Are you willing to still follow Christ? And still pick up the cross? Many will turn away. Many will curse Christ to his face and say, I hate you. I want nothing to do with you. I've had enough of you. Life is hard enough. People will do that. Or will you still try to hold on? Some of you will have families. Your marriages may fall apart. Okay. I'm telling the truth. This is real. This is so real. And Jesus said you have to love him more than your wife, more than your kids. And your, your wife may look at you or your, your husband may look at you like, I can't stand you anymore. Okay, you're, you're being too religious. You're being too fanatical. I'm done with you and I'm taking the kids. The kids may not even, if they're young, they don't want to be with you because they want to eat. They want food. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, hey, a man's enemy will be one of his own household. Mother against daughter, son against father, father against son, children against parents, parents against children. We already have these inflation and food shortages. Possible cyber attacks. And everybody's going to be trying to have a network. But you, you're going to have to wonder about not even eating with people because of their ungodly ways. Or how ungodly they may be able to get the food or the resources. Claiming to be Christians, though, too. There are going to be many cults in the last days. Many, many cults. That's what's going to happen. Satan is going to have his last hurrah. And it's going to be so real. 
it's going to be so real. Tribulation is not going to be pretty. Loving the cross. But on the other hand, I, I can humble myself, bow down, and submit my will to God so that I do his will instead of seeking my own, that I'm taking up my cross daily, that it, there is no longer I who live, but Christ, but the life of Christ is born in me, and I manifest, and it is manifest in me. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11. To those who love the cross, it is written, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Okay. When I set my things, when I set my mind on things above, the earthly things lose their value. I love the cross of Christ because it means to bring me to that hidden life with Christ and God. By the cross, I am always delivering my passions and desires into death. It is only through this death that the life of Christ can be born. That is how I am confronted to the conformed to the image of the Son. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. This is the most exciting life imaginable. So let's love the cross and the powerful regenerating work that it does in us. Let, let's have our minds set above in heavenly places so that we have a heavenly hope that we are working towards. Then we will be, never be counted among those who are the enemies of the cross of Christ. But God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. I'll leave the article in the description box. There's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. Okay. It's a lot. Peace and God bless. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.